podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where we are stoked about Denver's new superstores. That was fucking awful. There right. go. Take, take, take two. Take two. Take two. Podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where we are stoked about Denver's new superstores. God damn it. You, what the fuck is wrong wow, with you? Really, I'm really, nervous really, around really DMAC. So just, just give this to me. It's like Vicky oh, Lardy. No, just give no. it to me. Just give it to me. Podcasting no. from the Sportique Studios, where we are stoked about Denver's new superstar. I'm talking, of course, about JaVel McGee. Yeah! This is the South Stands Denver Manning cast. I'm Colin Daniels along with producer Scott Stafford, ESPN NFL insider and longtime friend of the show, Cecil Lammy. So overrated. And from the world of sports radio, Darren D. Mac McKee. Yeah. Yeah. The only guy who makes money on the show. And your host, John Reedy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Cut that knee. Cut that knee. Cut that knee. I can already tell this is going to be the loudest show we've ever had. We've had a lot of loud ones. We have had some loud ones. And this is going to be the loudest. Welcome, gentlemen. It's, it is awesome to have you here. Cecil is a longtime veteran. He's he's one of the first guys to give us the time of day. And and welcome back. It's great to have you here. And DMAC, thanks for making your, your first appearance on the show. No problem. I haven't been robbed or bought weed or got drunk on a 40 or uh, in a long, long time. So I'm looking forward to all those the, things the happening night, here. The night is young, folks. Yeah. The night Excellent. is young. Excellent. Where do the prostitutes actually live? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know where they work, but where do they actually live? Well, actually, I, I locked them all in a back room until the show is over. Okay. All right, good to know. I, I didn't good want the, I didn't want them interrupting us. It's, it's good to know. It's much like The Walking Dead, Cecil, right. except it's a, it's a horror closet. Hey, hey, when I when I go on my uh, iPhone 4S and I go to Siri, how do I get to this location? And she says, "Turn the fuck around." Should I should I be should I be concerned about that or is, is that <laughs> what okay? What does Siri call you? Does she call you Rock God? She calls me. Uh, she calls him Daddy. She calls me Mister Sarcasm because that's what my ten year old actually put on my phone. That's just <laughs> nice, a sympathetic awesome. moment there. So hey, go ahead. This go is ahead this is no is is great. Great to have you guys. We got uh, we got plenty to talk about. We'll we'll go in every direction. Um, obviously, the the big thing that happened today was a little uh, little action out at Dove Valley. Um, we're gonna get into that. We'll get you guys impressions. You guys were there, uh, seeing it go down. But but I think really everyone's kind of wondering. Now we've moved on to the next step. Where is the Teebs going? What's what's your opinion, Cecil? Tebow, uh, there's a very good chance he goes to the Green Bay Packers. Good chance, huh? Very good chance. And if you look at Green Bay's current backup, Graham Harrell, not only was he the worst player I've ever interviewed, because on a TV <laughs> interview, he was checking his text, mess- text messages. Wow. Which, on a radio interview, it's not a big deal, because you don't see him. It's still bad, Fucking though. TV camera, HD, standing there, it's, it's like a visual. Bowl. It's like a visual fuck you, Lammy. And Lammie. he's like, I'm Graham Harrell. Who are you? And I was like, you're not even going to get drafted, dude. Why are we doing this? <laughs> so, Graham Harrell's a terrible quarterback. I know some Green Bay people think, oh, he can develop in Mike McCarthy's system. He's not Matt Flynn. 
I think Tebow could go there. No pressure. Not yeah. going to get booed yeah. behind Aaron Rodgers. You know. I hope you're right. He's going to learn from McCarthy. I could get then. I, I I'm going to order a jersey, a Tebow jersey, wherever he goes. So Green Bay, not bad. That's a you know green's a color. I don't. Historic. I could wear it. I could wear it on St. Patrick's Day. Couldn't wear 15 there though because of Bart Starr. Well, you, and, and you wouldn't be. A, it'd be better than a Jacksonville jersey, right? You don't want to wear one of those. It's, That's they, they have they have such horrible colors. Oh, it's terrible. I'm not near close enough to retirement to wear those colors. I not be, like DMAC. I wouldn't be surprised if Tebow goes to a high-profile team where, where the circus isn't that big of a distraction. Because there's been rumors about New England. Today, uh, New York came up a little bit. That would be, that right. would be more of an issue. But Green Bay, I could, actually, I, could actually, I could see New Orleans, too. I could see that. Tebow, though, um, wants to go back to Florida. Right. And uh, I hope the Broncos do right by him. And if there's a way to do it, uh, for anything, really. I mean, we're fellows. No joke. We're we're talking about a seventh round draft pick here. I I, I think that I hope it does happen for him because I liked him. I well, think he's so, a good guy. Let me ask you a question: As cutthroat as the NFL is, would uh, let's say it came down to Jacksonville for a seventh or Rex Ryan for a sixth? Would Elway have it in his heart to go the Jacksonville route? On Tebow's wow, behalf. that's a good question. He may do that because the difference between a sixth and seventh round pick, you might as well be talking about a priority free agent at that time. Uh, and the point that we're making here immediately, without saying it, is he's gone. Right, I mean, right. I've always yeah, said, well, that's they it, won't right? give him away. Well, yeah, they'll and give that's him away. It. And, and, then, and really, and really, so we we have this uh, this uh, future Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, signed in the Denver Broncos, and yet I bring up Tebow. So is well, it, you guys is it are weird? you guys really into? I see some pictures of Tim around here. Are you you guys, big Tebow guys. I, I have to say, DMac, I was uh, on board. Yeah, I was too. I was too. I don't know. How would you Cecil not be with a, with a playoff I think Cecil, winning quarterback? Cecil, Cecil liked Tebow. Well, you too, look right? at it from a football perspective, yeah. and you always have to fight against the people that said he couldn't do this. All he's done his entire career is prove people wrong. Yeah. So why would yeah. you dare align yourself against that? And then when they made the playoff run, they beat the Steelers. He threw for three hundred yards. There was something to work with there, and I thought if Tim was the starter this year, they would again uh, compete for the division. And perhaps even push towards an AFC Championship game, not to win it, and certainly not a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning with the proper additions. Now we're talking Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it, Tim. Tim was on his way. I mean, you can't compete against a healthy Peyton Manning. I right. think that's no. a question we we have to answer. But I thought it was is bullshit that people thought Tebow couldn't play quarterback. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be great. I think he could have a lot of good runs. But here's here's what's important, though, fellas. The establishment of the NFL did not believe in Tebow. I'm not talking just about the Broncos. I'm talking about the NFL. When I was down at the Super Bowl, man, you could not find anybody who had a good word about Tim well, Tebow. We all, right. we, all heard what, we all heard what Jerry Jones said leading into that draft. I mean, he said horrible things about Tim Tebow. And I think that was the perspective of most NFL Well, owners. and everyone talks about Jacksonville. Gene Smith had a fourth-round grade on him. They weren't going to draft him, and they didn't have a second-round pick to do it anyway because people said, why didn't they take him in the second round? They didn't have a second-round pick that year. So yeah, but you know, know going you know, back to Jacksonville creates what, what a lot an, of What an interesting kid, though. And, and I heard you talking about how people always refer to him as a kid. We can't, yeah, that happened we today. Can't, we can't help ourselves. But, that happened today, yeah. But, uh, but you, look, you look at him, and the, ways he, the way he won – and I think you'll both agree with this, was he played really crappy football most of the game, and he would squeeze out five amazing minutes. And I don't think there's any question. I've always had a problem with that. Can I, can I tell you why? Oh, yeah. Because 
I don't know if he was playing crappy football or he wasn't allowed to actually play the way he excelled in, okay? And when you get a little bit more desperate, then all of a sudden you have to you have to unloosen a little bit. And nobody ever really bought in. Like, yes, they went to a more option style sort of offense after the Detroit game. But at what point did they really buy into Tim Tebow? And my argument would be they, they never really did. Well, They did more so than, than people were expecting, or they, certainly with, with Kyle Orton. But did you really buy into it? To me, to me I would have spread it out. I would have gone no huddle right from the start. Right from the start. And they never really got into and that. And where was the playbook that if we go back to his rookie season in that Houston game, another 300-yard day, where was those type of play calling from Mike McCoy? We didn't see it. So again, Mike McCoy got a lot of credit. He almost got hired by the Dolphins as their next head coach because they said, oh, look what he did midpoint sure. in the season. He changed the entire offense. The truth of the matter is, they'd had that installed for a while and were able to flick the switch. Right. And, and we're in, in fact, we did, a, we did an article about that at South Denver.com. You, however, run in a different world than I do in the sense that all I heard about McCoy was from the fan perspective, following people on Twitter, talking to my friends on the telephone. There was a lot of ang- a lot of angst and a lot of anger toward McCoy, all for the reasons that DMAC just laid out. I like Mike, though. I talk to him every week during the season, and I wasn't surprised at all that he got a look at a head coaching job. He, he presents like that. I was Shocked Dennis Allen got the Raiders job. Uh, that blew me away. I just did not think he had the acumen. He was a secondary coach before he got the shot. One year as a defensive coordinator with the Broncos. And, yeah, they were better. You know, you, that's better than being fucking worse. So, so you, you know, but so it wasn't that great. Right so you, there. So, there you go. Oh, nice. how, 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 what's the time on that one? Uh, well, it's actually a second. Oh, uh, okay, okay, give it track. Oh, wow. All what, right. So, yeah. so what you're saying is hopefully the Raiders will be worse than they were last year? Um, golly. That Does is, it even matter at this <laughs> it point? It doesn't matter. Let me, wait, let me, um, let, me, let, me, let me switch gears a little bit. As, right. as media members. Yeah. The the Tebow uh, phenomenon has spiraled out of control, obviously. So, and we've seen the people who hate him, the people who love him. They're they're equally as irrational. Are you guys going to miss that aspect of it? Is it? I mean, obviously, it's it's radio gold. But are you going to miss it, or are you going to be like, you know what? I can probably do without it. Now you got somebody else to report on. It's he got replaced by Peyton Manning. I sure. mean, we're, we're going to be fine. I'm desperately going to miss it. Every single you day are. of my waking life, <laughs> nothing was like Tebow. There Here's goes Mr. Thing. Sarcasm again. No, 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 no. I'm no, being, no, no. I'm being Tebow quite. Tebow was serious. a radio thrill ride. Uh, are you kidding sure. me? Because nobody was really wrong with Tebow. For example, sees who's going to argue that Peyton Manning should be the starting quarterback? That's done, right? right? Right. Now, I do think people ultimately with radio, we're talking media now, right? I think they ultimately like to hear good things. I think ultimately you get a lot of calls about negative things, but people don't like listening to negative things. Especially they- if your show becomes that. Yeah. And you're known as that guy who's always just down on shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah people just, uh, I don't think people tune in for that. That being said, I really do believe what I believe about uh, Tim Tebow. I'm not trying to just make that up. Um, but there was, you weren't right. Everybody was right and everybody was wrong. I mean, all at the same time. However, I think Peyton Manning is going to be good because, you know, there's going to be a lot of positive things to talk about and, and what's happening with the team. But I am going to miss Tebow. I am going to miss Tim Tebow. Well, and here's the thing. And people react positively to positivity. And, and you're more well, well, well of that than, than most. 
But listen, if Tebow goes somewhere and raises a Lombardi trophy before the Broncos ever do again, that creates a big problem. I will remind you of the story that years ago, there was a rookie quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers that they cut because they thought he was stupid. And that was the next... If Tebow would have failed this year, DMAC, that was where the haters were going to go next. They were going to go, well, he's too stupid. He's a dumb guy. Uh, The guy's name, of course... Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas was I didn't cut know by that the Steelers. Story. You said he's blowing cut, me away. Cut by the Steelers. How old are you? How <laughs> the hell do you know that story? Seriously. Uh, how, how in the world is that Because if we start story? talking nuggets, I'll sit here with a blank oh, look. Lord. Like, he's got an animal is no, a wasp he, song. He, he read it in a coloring book when he was. Uh, yeah, he had, he had a Steelers coloring book. Big Steelers fan. Uh, so well, Johnny had, U. Well, good for him. Yeah. He went out like a stud, huh, in San Diego. That was great. Well, Manning's not doing that. That's well, for sure. but, and the, but isn't that the risk, though? I mean, that is the risk the Broncos took. How Absolutely. Often, how often have you seen it really work out? Now, granted, I think Joe Montana played pretty well in Kansas oh, City. Oh, he played better than pretty well. He went to the AFC Championship game. I was there. I was, in, I was living in Buffalo at the time, and the Bills had a really strong team. That was their, their final year of their four Super Bowls. But I give Joe Montana all the credit. He got to the playoffs twice, I believe, and he got to yeah. the AFC Championship game. You you can't ask for a lot more than that. And we know, got to, we got to see Kurt Warner do the same thing. Uh, Kurt Warner did it twice, which is pretty remarkable, you know. And he was a backup. I mean, he was just done. Well, in the Giants, he had that thumb injury that he played through and didn't really tell a lot of people about, and that's what held him back. And that's when we saw Eli take over. So Peyton's here. Uh, the the real concern is that we won't know if he's really healthy until his first hit yeah. in the preseason. You're right about and that. there were some people that told me that the video he was passing around to teams was film? heavily oh. edited. Like, okay. uh, you know, hey, the, we're going to take the, out all the, the part bad where, throws. The part where he's rubbing his shoulder and going, ah! Oh, oh. My neck in my back. So, so it's, it was cooked like a reality show. But he's, he worked out for him for 15 minutes. So right. I mean, he's, he go. said that he threw uh, 90 passes, passes one day, 60 the next, and Jeez, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money. And by the way, his deal, I was shocked by his, his oh, contract. Oh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty Broncos friendly. Uh, incredibly. It's very fair on both sides, I think. Uh, $18 million, and then there's some sort of physical around this time next year, and right. the, uh, 40 kicks 40, in. 40, guaranteed. But but he's got to get through a year. We've got to see where it's at. And if he's done that, why wouldn't you want to give the man And Peyton Manning's top dollar. Right. I mean, the money was always going to be the same. For me, it came down to fit and philosophy from a football standpoint. The 49ers were the clear and obvious sure. choice from a mere football standpoint. But throwing in everything else, Denver has more of a Midwestern feel. We're not a one-horse town, right. but a more Midwestern feel that he's used to, not as metropolitan as Frisco. Uh, and plus he felt that with John Fox and Mike McCoy, he'd have a little bit more carte blanche than he would with Jim Harbaugh did telling you just, him what to do. Did you just speak French on the fan cast? He did. Si. Yeah, he did. Si. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this. And I know there will be a lot of expert analysis on the topic of Peyton Manning tonight because we have in our midst experts. But let me ask you this from a fan's perspective. You were there. You were media. You were around all the guys with all the cameras and all the all in all of that incredible atmosphere. Mm-hmm. How trippy was it? Just like trippy to see Peyton Manning standing. In I front couldn't of believe room. it was happening. It was surreal. It, it really was. There, there were times that I had to shake my head and say, is is what I'm seeing. Is this happening right in front of me? And, you know, I was there when um, Shanahan was fired, which was pretty trippy, too, to be. That's when Pat Bowen, God bless Pat Bowen, that, that he, was, he, was, he was kind of on the, the, the last step going down. And today, for example, he spoke for maybe, 
I don't know, a minute. And he didn't even know what to do then. Like, he was supposed to toss it to John Elway. And, and he tossed it to Peyton. And, said, and, and Peyton, John was like, I'm going to take it from here. Right, so. right. And that, that was a weird one. That was a really weird one because he spoke for quite a while. And then... As he was walking away, Mike Shanahan was walking down. That, to me, was pretty crazy. Wait, Mike Shanahan showed up? No, he saw That about, is crazy. He saw well, but, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but the, right. this, this, this one today... today was, was there. Today was the craziest thing I've ever seen media-wise in Denver. I think this whole process has been surreal. And in this entire time, the question you got a million times, I got a million times, uh, what, who, what's the percentage chance? Is he coming here? What about... I heard last Tuesday it was a done deal from a Miami guy that knew about the Flynn deal beforehand. He knew that Miami was out of it beforehand. I didn't run with it because none of us knew. We were all guessing at that point. Even Manning didn't know until he woke up right. Monday morning. Right. But I think this whole process, there was part of me that's like, is it? can this really happen? Could it really be true that he could come here and they could change here? And the entire landscape and the trajectory of this franchise would change so drastically. The well, that's, you know, and I think Manning was being honest, too, when he said today... I could have gone to either of these three teams and made right. it work. And I think he's absolutely right. Yeah. So uh, anybody who said they absolutely knew, they're, they're full of it. They're trying to get Twitter followers. Right. It's that <laughs> sort of like this dipshit incarcerated Bob, whoever, the, whoever he is. Oh, Colin loves him. I love incarcerated Bob. <laughs> this, is, this is great. He's wrong on like 80% of what he puts out there. Great post break. Yeah, I, uh, a, post week, break a week fodder. ago, I tweeted that man, man into the Broncos because I yeah, figured John every, everybody else was. John Reedy broke this story. Thank you, thank, you. thank you very much. Hey, well, well, listen, well, listen, I want to talk to direct... Trajectory, thank Turducken? you. Turducken? Yeah. I want to talk Turducken a little later and trajectory of the Broncos. So let can we take a break? You want to get, take a break? He just wants to stuff his chicken inside your yeah, turkey. Yeah, I do. That's exactly it. Let's take a quick break, and then I want to talk about where they're going from here and how you guys see them uh, actually, uh, actually where they're going with man. So let's take that quick break, and we'll be right back. Does Tim Tebow finally know what it's like to get fucked? Will he have off-season surgery to remove the knife from his back? Does John Elway now know how Pontius Pilate must have felt? Does Tebow enjoy being a martyr? Can Rex Ryan help him heal those holes in his feet? Do the Broncos still need a monitor in the film room, or can they just project off Peyton Manning's huge forehead? Do the Broncos even have a helmet big enough for him? Did Frank Tripica get to take a run at Manning's wife, too? Does Kenneth Fareed have, as many testi- have twice as many testicles as Nene? Now that the trade deadline has passed, will the Nuggets need to have Andre Miller assassinated? If a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, will anybody give a fuck about the avalanche? <laughs> When's Peter Forsberg coming back again? You have questions, we have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. Did it all in one take. That was good. You were reading that. That was funny, man. (laughs) Yes, it did not have it memorized. Right. A little, a little, a little pavement to bring us back in. We, a nod to your uh, your partner Sigmund Bloom, who's uh, who's a big Stephen Malvinist well, fan. Today. This is also a nod 
to Tim Tebow, who paved the road to man. Oh, that's oh, a wow. You did. Oh. You are getting you good go at college. this, aren't you? Yeah. Look at him go. That's excellent. Um, you, you bring up Elway in the Pontius Pilate role. Um, how bizarre is it to see people like turn on him? Obviously, Tebow fans. To Elway means you know obviously means a lot to this this state and Bronco fans. But to see people turn on him like that isn't that just like isn't it like kind of shocking? No, it's stupid. Well, it's and, stupid. And, obviously. and we saw today Elway, in my opinion, Dmac got a little bit. Not not necessarily choked gotta, up yeah, like he was yeah, holding he was, back tears. There was emotion, but there, there was some real emotion when act. he talked about the personal side of the game. And uh, okay. when it comes down to it, this is just business. And from a business standpoint, from a football standpoint, anyone could admit that Peyton Manning is a thousand times better than Tim Tebow right now. And Peyton Manning, if he's healthy, makes you a Super Bowl contender. Tim Tebow at this point does not. It, it, and as one official texted me when this all started, this pursuit of Peyton Manning had more to do with the Hall of Famer than it did with TT. Yeah. But that doesn't it's, mean it had not nothing. It's about you, Timmy. It's not about you. It's that about doesn't me. mean it had nothing to do with Tebow. But Peyton Manning becomes available. This team goes after him. And if they would have missed, if he would have signed with the 49ers today, I would have given Elway all the credit in the world for the pursuit of this Absolutely. Yeah, but what, what happens when he trades Tebow after that? What, yeah, what happens? Well, that or, then if he if he if right. we if we miss Manning right. and then John Elway attempts to move Tebow and bring in someone like Chad Henney, for example, that's when Bronco Country has every right well, to go absolutely. Henney's nuts. with the Jaguars now, so that'll save him. Um, what you'll do is you'll draft someone. Some people suggested Brandon Whedon, who they were looking at in Stillwater when they went to get Manning and brought him to Stillwater, then brought him back to Denver. And Whedon, people will push back and say, well, he's, he's almost as old as Manning, which is true. But here's the thing. He is the most pro-ready out of the non-big three, and I'm including Tannehill in the big three because he's going in the top ten. I've always felt he was a top ten pick. Uh, but you bring Whedon in, and if Manning's out my neck and my back – well, then Whedon could take over, not in a similar system, a reduced system, but still be that pocket passer. By the way, he can't get out of his own way. I'm not a fan of Whedon um, because he can't move. He's Kyle Orton. Well, they like they like Whedon, but they also like Brock Osweiler, who makes, Better a, pick. Who makes a lot more sense now, to be quite honest with yeah. you, because I thought he should have stuck it out for his senior year at Arizona State, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, big mistake. Well, and it, the guy's name is Brock, and that's a quarterbacky <laughs> name. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that could be true. He's a big, tall guy. I mean, he's just like... He's just Brock. like Peyton Manning, you know. He's just, he's going to be one of those dudes. Well, I I heard Peter Boyles on the radio this morning refer to Peyton Manning as Satan Manning. Why? And I just say, you know, here he is. He's because he was feeding his listener base what they wanted to hear, which was criticism of John Elway for having the nerve to replace Tim Tebow after all of the miracles that he brought this. Time. And I said, and I said, did, did it, was there a huge outcry when Kyle Orton got sat on the bench? When Kyle Orton got shipped out of town, was there a huge outcry? Nope, nobody was nobody's too concerned about Kyle Orton's feelings, were they? So why are people all of a sudden so concerned about Timmy's feelings? Well, because he's a celebrity as much as a football player, and people liked him for all sorts of reasons. Um, listen, man, the, the one thing about Tim, and I liked him, but he's absolutely way too controlled by other people, and he's not independent of thought. There was a time last season where somebody asked him about it was something like the price of gas it's one of like those political sort of questions right and something about how milk much milk costs or gas costs or what do people say to you at the gas station well the fact of the matter is tim tebow probably doesn't fill up his car with gas in all honesty that's probably angel's job or robbie's job two guys that live with him and he's just been coddled he's been directed his whole life uh von miller for example he, if, where he lived he got a, a rental 
An eight-month rental, like, right around the corner from Dove Valley. He's not living in some sort of fancy house in Cherry Hills. Vaughn's fending for himself, and he's got a good mom and dad and that whole thing. But at some point, you've, you've got to sort of grow up. And believe me, that's not unnoticed by the rest of the guys who all like to drink, who all like to have sex, who all chew tobacco. You wouldn't believe how many guys actually chew tobacco on the Broncos. It's unbelievable. Those type of guys have a hard time identifying with the kid who's a kid. And more times than not, that's how he came across. Do you think, do you think there is a, a perception among players that, that uh, it was his time to go? Uh, I Knowing you can't speak I, on their behalf. I wouldn't say time to go, but there's certain jubilation that Peyton Manning's a quarterback. Yeah, they, they, they certainly weren't too upset well, that Peyton Manning's throwing the ball to him. That's now. the one guy you can replace Tim Tebow with. Now, from the players that I've talked to, both free agents and rookies, the only player that I had pushback from, and D-Mac, you know, D- D-Mac, you know this, uh, was Russell Wilson because I asked him about backing up Tim Tebow. Yeah, see, I, I was looked, really surprised by that. He looked like he would have hit me. He bristled. Why was that such an insult? Because he said, I want to be known more as a passer than a runner. Mm. But he did not like that at all. Mm. But any other rookie that I've talked to and any other free agent that I've talked to, including skill position, because everyone said, oh, nobody wants to come here with Tebow. There was all this stuff that was spread around by some in the media, not you. Um, <laughs> that was just wrong. That was false and was basically made up. They don't talk to the guys. They don't talk to the free agents. They don't know the players. They don't know the front office people. They don't know the scouts. Yet they would constantly say how much Tebow was despised around the league. That's not, not Well, the case. I do know, I, and that's a good point, but I do know this for a fact because I've talked to him, and, and maybe you have too. I talked to Brandon Lloyd, and he wasn't disappointed to get traded whatsoever, okay? He knew he was in a contract year. He knew he had to get some stats, all, all that sort of stuff. So later in the season, you know, the Rams were so terrible, right? And I, I said, hey... Uh, via Twitter, by the way, it was, it was somebody who follows me on Twitter that said, hey, D-Mac, how do you think Brandon Lloyd feels? I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll, let me call Brandon Lloyd. And I asked him, do you, and I just what the Twitter follower said. And by the way, Brandon Lloyd wanted to have the conversation on Twitter, too. And I go, okay, fine. Do you regret leaving the Broncos for the Rams? And his answer was no, despite the fact the Rams were so horrible and the Broncos were in the playoffs. Because it just didn't suit him. Okay, so we go to like uh, about 10 days ago, and I, I reached out to him again. Brandon, would you like to come back to the Broncos now if Manning was here? Hell yeah, I'd come back to the Broncos now. <laughs> so that, that is a real-life true story there. So there is a feeling about that, Cecil. I mean, it does right. exist. Well, well Brandon I, Lloyd's guy was KO. We, we cannot forget that. KO was his guy. So when Orton got bounced, Lloyd had these feelings. And, you know, I, and Lloyd's the perfect Tebow receiver. Because he's a bad ball receiver. He can make adjustments almost midair and contort his body to make difficult catches. That's why it was, uh, there was some pain when he left because you knew that was the guy that would yeah. go get it. Would there have yeah. been a different outcome in the playoffs had he stayed? Would they, would they have gotten a different They're not seed? beating New England. They weren't going to beat New England, England, but I mean, would they, uh, would they have even finished better in the season maybe? With uh, no, I, I, think, I think Brandon needed to go. I think he knew it. I think his other teammates knew it. Uh, Brandon was a really interesting cat because he wasn't friends with guys on the team. For whatever reason. I don't know. He just wasn't that sort of guy. People think he's uh, bipolar. Uh, well, I, he's got I, a little bit. Of, he's I, got I, a little bit. Of, he's got a little bit of Brandon Marshall in him. I, I was on the f- practice field one day when Lonnie Paxton just screamed at him, "You're you're you're fucking nuts" or something like that, and he called him bipolar. Basically, and they got into a little <laughs> MF sort of thing out there on the field. Wow. Listen, I tell you what, if you if you go to practice day in day out, you kind of got to stay tuned to it. But 
shit like that happens kind of on a regular basis. I'll never forget when Tom Brandstater, of all people, was, now Tom Brandstater was the an Brandster. I don't know how much you know of him, but he's a big, tall guy. He could he could throw a football. Okay, I'm not saying he could throw it during a football game, but if this was a punt, pass, and kick competition, Tom Brandstater ruled he could step back and throw a football 70 yards, no problem. And he also had a bit of an a hole in him too. And uh, Tebow had some footballs. That, I don't know. They were around his feet. And it was just so funny to hear Tom Brandstater say, Hey, Tebow, pick up the fucking balls. And it was, it was like, oh, Lord, how would you ever say that to Lord Tebow? Um, but that, that does exist. I mean, there's moments I, like that. I think, well, I think we had that discussion with someone. We wondered, you know, does somebody, do they hold back around, did they hold back around Tebow? But obviously they didn't. People swore around him. They didn't. Nah, really, he's he, a football culture. Tebow, yeah, Tebow knows that sure. shit, by the way. He's completely comfortable with it. He's a cool dude, man. He's a hell of a competitor, and I wish him nothing but the best. Well, and, and you brought it up, and I've said the same thing. It wasn't, it's not an indictment of Tebow's abilities. It's an, it's an indictment of Tebow versus Manning's abilities. Well, it's an endorsement of it's Peyton an endorsement of Peyton Manning. Manning's ability. I think it's something else. I think it's how John Elway defines who a quarterback really is and how he wants to be defined. There, there, there was a sense as the Peyton Manning story started to feel like it was breaking apart while he was talking to Tennessee. There was still a sense that man, he may go and Tebow too. Oh, so, I agree. I, I, I think John. It sees that would talk about a media nightmare. That that would have been awful. <laughs> Media right. red alert. I, I would send yeah. my kids out to start collecting cans if Tebow was gone and we didn't get Manning. That 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 would have been awful. Ladies Thank and God gentlemen, David Garrard just inked a five-year uh, deal. <laughs> Matt Hauser, JDR wouldn't allow it. JDR um, wouldn't allow it. Uh, who knows, Cecil? I mean, it could have been it could have been an assortment of of, of any losers while they developed a, 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 a draft pick or something. I hear you talk about Alex Smith like that. I, I heard Demarius Thomas on on on, uh, on your. Stage with the fat guy and the skinny guy this morning and uh, <laughs> he was definitely cool uh, about losing Tebow I mean they straight up asked him what is it Mick and Spike or I don't remember I don't know but they they of asked course. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you can't say Mike and Mike is that a problem oh. is that it's not my favorite show oh man. all right there's an issue here we can't say it's that. just not my favorite show though. Well, wait, let's right. let's not let's not deal with bitter. the guy there sitting was, here from the station there used okay to be something in its time slot that I liked a whole lot more it was called riding shotgun with the guy who's sitting uh, here in the fucking uh, studio yeah, yeah, it was my favorite show yes yeah, all right so I'm on, I'm on safe ground he's, talking shit about the fat guy and the skinny guy that took my Boys, plates. He's okay, just, he's just gonna, he's just gonna smile and nod I, politely. I appreciate the smiles and well, listen, in all defense, they only took one hour. It's really Vic and Gary. They bone more than anybody. You know, Pretty much, no, yeah. No offense, but D- Demarius Thomas, of course, is ecstatic because he's the one that's going to be the 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 biggest uh, the biggest beneficiary, beneficiary of it. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful. Here's the thing with Demarius. Okay, really nice kid. Unless you're Un- a girl. No, 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 no. He made all the right decisions in that case. I went every day. You Except want... dragging her ass out of there. No. Uh-oh. What's he supposed to do? I don't What's know. he supposed to do? He this was, that was his first date with her. That's no joke. He had been sort of texting, chasing back and forth with this girl. He had no idea she was interested in him until she jumped in his lap in the front seat of Parrish Cox's car and started making out with them. I don't think he had any further obligation to her than to make sure she was okay, which at the time it certainly looked like it was four forty five AM. Make sure the inflatable mattress had thirty PSI. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean <laughs> she he, he certainly didn't well, actually I take that back. When he left she was in parish cox's bed he testified that he actually brought parish brought her to his bed looked at dt and said 
She's ready for you. That sort of thing. That's another. I don't know if you want to get that serious or that deep into stuff. But Demarius is is a, is a nice guy. He's a simple guy, not in like he's stupid sort of way. That's what I, that's what he's I not heard the most, when you said that. He's not the most sophisticated dude in the world. So I would re- see. I would not be harsh on anything he says one way or the other. I think he's just trying to make his way. I think he's getting better with the media sort of stuff. I think he's got the potential to be a superstar in the league, though. Well, I that's think what, that's what. Sorry, see, so that's what I want to get into. He. He can be a superstar, and that's what I want to. I want. I want your opinion. How are they going to benefit and from this? And tack some fantasy he analysis. Can, oh into this yeah, form. please do. Well, fantasy wise, he's a wide receiver one with Peyton Manning. He's oh, a starter that you can get is, probably the third round of fantasy drafts. But from a football perspective, he's not quite Calvin Johnson, the guy he followed at Georgia Tech. That was obviously Calvin's the best in the game. He's still a top five wide receiver. If he plays you up think to top his potential, five in the league, top five in the league. Do you really? If wow. he plays up to his potential and he stays healthy, yeah. now the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room that former Colts teammates um, have told me about Manning is he's kind of a son of a bitch to get along with sometimes because he's such a perfectionist. So mm. if the, DT has a little problem with that, know that. If DT has a problem with that sophistication and maybe getting a few things right, maybe he and Manning will clash a little bit. And this is where, you know, Manning in that carte blanche, I mean, he's going to run the show. I'm not going to say he's going to avoid DT, but he's never had a weapon like Demarius Thomas. No. And I know but goddamn Colts fans got back to me and they're like, you fucking idiot, don't know about Marvin Harrison. I meant by the size. Hmm. He's never had a big receiver like that. He's the okay? biggest one, right? He's always had these smaller receivers. How does he compare size-wise to Marshall? He's bigger. He's bigger than D-Marsh. Not as heavy. Big. Big. Very wide in the shoulders. Better body control. Brandon might have been a little taller. Brandon was like 6'5", right? DT's still like 6'3". He's big, though. Brandon's 6'4". But doesn't it help that a lot of these guys are young and they're going to be like, well, i got to listen to old man Manning, right? they they got to listen to him. He's going to tell me what to do and make me better. This is better for Decker because Decker, in my opinion, needs to be a slot receiver. He can't get separation. He can't beat the jam. If you get him a clean release off the line, then he can get open. And the problem with Timmy is... When he was a little bit open, Tim wouldn't throw. Right. He had to be a lot open right. like DT That's was, right. and That's Decker's right. going to be as Austin Colley. Uh, Colley's a little bit better of a, a route runner, but they're very, very similar. And the good hands are going to come back because, and, and I, receivers, when it hits your hand, you're supposed to catch it. But I do give Decker a lot of credit because he was adjusting to some knuckleballs. Decker, Decker <laughs> told me, this is a true story, um, he did a show with me, and, and he said, uh, the thing with Tim, and he goes, uh, you can't see it, obviously it's a podcast, but he goes, one ball would come in like this. I'm doing my finger kind of straight. The next ball would come in like this, you know, kind of crazy and wild. The next ball would come in like that. It was just, and he did tell me, now i got to just trust a guy who catches passes, okay? He said the spin from a left-handed throw was something. He said that it was a significant thing huh, and yeah. that it was difficult to, for him at least to get used to. It might sound like BS, but we got to think about how quickly things actually happen in the right. NFL. And if he if he's going to tell me that, uh, you know what I'm going to believe him. So there you go. That's that's uh, that's very interesting, and I and I didn't even think about that. But I I I think that all those guys are going to all those guys are just going to get better, and they're going to they're going to improve. They have to. I mean, they're they're all very talented. I just dude, how pumped are you for this upcoming season? Oh, I, the finally I mean, it cannot come well, fast. Well, listen, there's there's finally some good fantasy value to be mined from the Denver Broncos, <laughs> and that's what I'm very excited. The about. The Broncos well, had good fantasy stuff. Well, well, oh no 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 no! Brandon Lloyd was fantasy gold. Yeah, t- 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 and Tebow was really good. Yeah. Well, 
Well, listen, we listen. We're going to get into the second half, and I just want to say, Cecil, you're you're sitting here with the with the three the the three peat champion of our league right here, and nice. he's very arrogant about it. So I just I just wanted you to know that uh, that he he thinks he knows what he's talking. And about. I just want you to know we're halfway through this show. This is the best show. Ever. Nice! Yeah, ever. All right. Nice. Well, you know, I got to tell this you. This is the, the worst podcast I've ever done. <laughs> I, I haven't been on air with DMAC in probably three or some years. I don't yeah, even we, know how Cecil long. Cecil and I. And I had that. to bring him in. Uh, man. For the nice. listeners, oh, you yeah. should know, uh, Cecil's hand has not come off DMAC's knee the entire time. Nice. <laughs> a little higher, buddy. It's true. Firmer grip. It's true. They're very close. No, it's very good. And, you know, it's good when it just flies by. So it has been flying by. That's well, what she said. That's right. Nice. We got, we got plenty to get into. So let's get into the second half. And uh, and we'll we'll talk even more hot sports. It doesn't get any hotter than this. It doesn't. Fucking better. I think D-Mac will catch on. Sure, sure. He will. This is sports. sports. This has been like a hundred percent sports. Yeah, don't tonight. worry, don't worry, Scott. I'll buy you a new board after that. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, oh. we just blew it out, folks. Oh. What are you, napalm death? Sports. 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 Oh. Uh, uh, D in Denver. He, he had the cops called on him yesterday. This is a true fucking story. Dario, our buddy, our mutual buddy from Denver Sports Nation, had his. Had the cops called on him after he heard about after he heard Peyton Manning was coming to town? What, what like he was screaming and yelling? Morning, he was running around his block, oh. screaming and yelling. <laughs> and the cops came and they totally understood. Oh, really? Okay, I see. <laughs> that's well, that's that's a, that's a little much, I think, to be it was running like around. Like the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I understand. I don't think I would run he around tipping, the streets. He was tipping over his neighbors' cars. Oh, uh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that's and the uh, cops were cool. They had to tear gas him a little, but. Uh, that, that's that's Aurora cops for you, so they'll do that to you now and then. Wow, so. we ragged on Aurora, my hometown. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're from yeah, Aurora, I'm huh? Take down Aurora. Really. Wait, are you are you a Colorado native? I'm not. I'm not. My my kids are. Uh, they're 12 and 10. But I, I, moved here and, I, I moved here. And they're nine. naturalized Coloradans, are they? Uh, they are. They are. They're from uh, Porter Hospital that doesn't even birth kids anymore, but that's in Denver. My son's from Porter. Yeah, cool. Seventh-day Adventist. Yo, Yo what yeah. what's up? No salt. Uh, so <laughs> I snuck, I, dude, I snuck beer in there. I've been, I've I been, snuck a six-pack of beer in there, and I was drinking it in the hospital room, watching the Avs game on TV before dude, my, while worst, my wife was in labor. worst father ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, trust me. Or, it, they, she mentioned it at the intervention, but he, <laughs> he, he I was what? <laughs> we were watching the house game. I was drinking a beer. And his nurse walked in. She was like, "You can't have beer in here. This is not only is it a hospital; it's a Seventh Day Adventist." Right, hospital. right. It was well, cool. it's a cool joint though because in most shitty hospitals, you have to squirt the kid out, and then they put you in a different room. But at Porter, you could actually squirt that kid out and. Psh- 
shit, man, I'm staying. I'm not even leaving yeah, here. You didn't I'll have to get up. Again. No, yeah. man, it's awesome. It's closed now. That is that is pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sports! yeah. So sports. Yeah! Everybody. <laughs> Back to sports. <laughs> Back to sports. So oh, so hey, miracle of birth. So this is this is where this is where Cecil and I talk nuggets. So if you guys want to join in, we can we can get it on. Okay. So see, uh, Dean Ce- Ack, let's hit the dispenser. <laughs> Cecil's eyes just glazed over. So um, it, it's 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 funny though because you know it it shows you that this is a Bronco town and you know there's a lot of stuff going on. Otherwise, you know uh, I've I've seen a lot of there's a lot of Rockies guys that I know on you know on Twitter they they they're like. Let's like. Can we get done with this and get back talking about baseball? I'm like, first of all, first of all, yeah. baseball hasn't started yet. Now I like the Rockies, but we we got some Broncos to talk and about. Secondly, the the, the NFL off season is seventy percent more interesting than any other this on season. Story was worldwide. I did a fucking Australian show yesterday. That's right. Tell tell us about that. How are those Aussies? I got here? a call from a weird number, which in radio usually do because it's either unknown or some weird digits. But this was like a broken number, right? But when you're desperate, you just pick up any goddamn. <laughs> Number they call because you never you yeah. never know. I pick it up. I'm like, this is Cecil, and this guy's nine hundred bad Australian man. accent was like, hey mate, uh, come on, Manning, and I was like, sure, I'll what time? And so I went on and I did a you know five minute segment go. with Australian radio. That's through, awesome. Were they were a little through a little of that Cecil Amy shrimp on? Hold on, hold on. Were, were they were like, oi, where did you, they tick the ball through the, the uprights and they grabbed us the scrum and they no, blah, he, blah blah blah. He did you give should have like, hey dude, Australian. Australia is so awesome. I love that guy who gets with those uh, crocodiles and he jumps in there. Is <laughs> this the, is a knife. That guy is the best. Oh, he's dead? Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, so you're, you're a, thinking Paul Hogan. That's not a quarterback. This is a quarterback. <laughs> Actually, he gave me the line, heave ho, T-bow. And wow. I said, I'm going to steal wow. that from you and I'll give you a quarter every time I say it. And then I thought, well, wait a fucking second. They probably don't even know what a quarter is. They're like, no, you sixpence or whatever they use in Australia. I, I, I like, I like, I like. Tebow time to go myself. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at the Australians. Now, now obviously, there's there's NFL fans all over the world. There's you know a lot of them in, in the UK. Uh, we'll never forget you, Jimmy. <laughs> then, and I'm just, I'm just, but Australia like doesn't strike me as like the NFL fans because they've got well, their Australian you know football. What? To go all serious, this is who Tim Tebow is. He is a sure. celebrity. Okay. He is a big celebrity. He's one of the most famous Americans, period. So that's who we're getting rid of. We're getting rid of one of the most famous Americans, period. You know what the wow. most... I'll give you the most wow. ridiculous moment. How about that's this? That's true, and really, I had never looked at it that way. Um, but it, when, when they had the NFL awards, which I thought was a, overall a good concept. Yeah. It's a hell of a good idea. When I saw Tebow sitting in the front row ahead of Joe Montana. I just, I didn't know what to say. And then Tebow, his brother Robbie, was sitting there with that gay-looking scarf right next to him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you really need a scarf. And you got to have Robbie there. I mean, isn't that the spot for a kid who's kind of down on their luck a little bit? Or a coach or his mom or something like that? But no, it's his brother Robbie. He's like, Robbie, get the fuck out of there, Robbie, for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, you're you're you know, not the star here, Robbie. You know, maybe maybe Robbie could be there for the Heisman presentation. But, you know, everything else, you could have a disadvantaged kid. Go back to there. the offices of the Tim Tebow Foundation. And stroke yourself another goddamn check. Well, that that is interesting because if you if you had Joe Montana and Tim Tebow, would your average Australian know who Joe Montana no, is? The maybe answer not. is no. Right. No, right. no, no. I, not. I'm saying they put him in the front row for a reason. It's a good reason. Right. That's who he is. Well, and current NFL fans, younger NFL fans, uh, I actually picked up my girls from school after the press conference today, and there was a kid that came up to me that's in my daughter's was he class. Sad? Was he bummed? And he's wearing a Tebow jersey, and yeah. he knows what I do, and he goes. 
Mr. Lamy, are they going to trade Tebow? Yeah, and it's I tough, said, man. Yeah, and he goes, well, that stinks, and walks off. <laughs> yeah, my, my, kid, my 10-year-old son asked me the same thing. Yeah, my kid's an Eddie Royal fan, and that was like, uh, you know, <laughs> they're paying him more money with the Chargers. Let's, let's, that's why, that's why the only safe bet is an Elway jersey. Here. Right. I want to I listen. I want to talk Eddie Royal real quick. That brings it up. What he said was, uh, he said but something. Did he do something on his Facebook page or something? He Some said, sort of video? He said, I don't know about the video. He said something to the effect that, it's strange being on the other side, but now I'm on the right side. Now, I, I don't expect him to say, eh, it sucks playing for the Chargers. I like the Broncos. <laughs> I, I don't expect him to say that. Bill Rivers I, is I, an asshole. I, I expect him to say the right thing and say, you know what? I'm really excited to be here and I'm going to work hard. But to say that he's on the right side, it's really, it's, it makes a lot of conflict for him, don't you think? It makes I don't people, even know where that's so coming from. It's a little from. bit Ubaldo of him. Yeah, it's but, very strange. Well, it's Eddie, I think, unfortunately, is getting into the blame game. And I think he's blaming others for his lack of production. Sure. Um, um, that's how I interpret it. But he did not get a lot of balls thrown his way. Who knows? Well, Eddie, somebody Eddie... needs to sit down with him and show him the film and say, why in the fuck you drift <laughs> towards the zone? He can't read zone versus man. Ever since even the 91 you know crazy, season. Though? He, he, he could always find those open spots in his first camp in his rookie year. I really don't know what happened. I mean, um... Too many tacos. Happens he, every time. He um, did kind of fade out, though, didn't he? But I mean, he was he's hurt his too, kick, a little bit. kick returning. He he. Oh, he had some great moments. Do you know he he went to them and and basically uh, beg. He really wanted to return kicks again. Lobbied. Yeah, he did. He actively lobbied. And he was they, good at it. Yeah, he was good at it. I'm I'm surprised they didn't use him more in that sort of role. To be honest with you, they got Quan Cosby. Who was so stupid? It, it was it, it, one of the dumbest things ever. Why he lost they, his? They job. ultimately released him, right? Well, yeah. they did. He blew the um, the New kick England against game. New England, and then he he was on the roster, but I think he was inactive the next week. The next week, and, and then, then the week was, after then that, he was, was bounced. Yeah. So so while we're doing a sports show, I, I have to ask our guests. So where do you guys where do you guys actually see the Broncos with? Obviously, they got some free agents to be signed, and we can talk about that, and maybe what you guys think are going, who's going to come here. But where do you think they're, where do you think they're going? I mean, obviously, is this a trajectory talk? Yes. What, yeah, what, remember that. What, I, I, what position do you want to talk about? No, I just want to say, like, I, <laughs> well, that's not a position. That's not exactly. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, goodness, uh, category. Reverse cowgirl anal is a position. <laughs> I believe that is one, but I, I think you need to be, be more specific with that. Wow. Um, uh, I just, I just kind of want to know what you guys think. Like, I mean, obviously, they, they will probably. Win the AFC West, but how how much far are they going with with how you? Well, think they it's better win the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. That's the only uh, reasonable end well, destination. You, and you asked uh, you asked that question today. Yeah, I think what? that's a, a fair question. What what is the expectation? I was just dying for somebody in the Broncos organization to actually spit out. We want to win a championship. We want to win a Super Bowl. People have been terrified to actually say that over the past couple years. Sure. Well, guess what? They said it today. It was very refreshing. Oh, and how that was a badass presser, wasn't it? Oh, it was it was awesome. It was cool. Did you like my first Gravity. question, buddy? Of course, and I knew Come that. Come on, if, buddy. You know we, how you I should have ran a you should have ran a bet on Twitter about who would have the first question because oh, I knew that's it a good one. Yeah. No, no, people were speculating. By the way, there's, no, there's gravity to the Broncos now, and you felt Ooh, it. You even felt like it uh, when Tim was here and in the players that I've talked to. And I asked John this question at the combine. I said, "What do you feel like now that Denver's a hot spot? Because it really has become the place where sure. people want to go and play." Now with Peyton Manning here, are you kidding me? This has to be a Super Bowl run this year. Absolutely. The Jack Del Rio move, when I was in Mobile and JDR was there, and I talked to a couple of my Jags guys, and they're like, he's here for a job. And then when he was at the bar with John Fox and they were talking, and you knew that an addition of JDR would be a signal like, 
We're fucking serious. Yeah, we're like, going. We're for not it. just this promoting year. Richard Smith. We're serious this year. Like, and we, don't, that window, we don't give a shit about next year. It's it is happening it is now. This year. It yeah. is now, and yeah. this Peyton like move, Manning move accentuates that even further. They're in win now mode, and going to the playoffs wasn't good enough. Yeah. Super Bowls are what they're after. I am going to I am going to add gravity to my audible. Drinking oh, it's game. it's very good. Gravity, yeah, I like that. Clarity were, and well, gravity. The, the big question is: Were they drinking Apple Teenies or Bud Bud Light Platinums? I think that's the that's the main question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I want to know the answer to that. I think you. I think you. You. You bring oh. up. You make an extraordinary segue. For thank me you. Thank you. On my way down here, before I knew DMac was for sure coming in, <laughs> I, I stopped and got Cecil Lammy the traditional gift, which is the Jeremiah Weed Sweet yeah. Tea Vodka. Nice. Yes, yes. Thank you. Nice. But I then sent, realizing DMac was on his way in, I yes. sent. I sent John Reedy, the incapable John Reedy, to Inca- <laughs> to the liquor store. I'm incapable. He did. To, Right? Yeah. I think incomparable is what he meant. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. I meant incomparable. That's right. And I, I sent him to pick up uh, another bottle of Jeremiah Weed Sweet Tea Vodka for DMAC. All but right. Instead, he brought this uh, original mother's sweet tea flavored vodka, which looks no less tasty. And um, I'm going to have to leave it to you gentlemen to decide who gets which oh, sweet, sweet tea. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, want, I want DMAC to enjoy the Jeremiah right, Weed. Right. Oh, oh you know what? That is a class thank act. You, that you. was class act like Elway. Well, yeah, and exactly. here's the thing, and I'll, I'll say this, and we, won't, we don't need to get this any further, but there are those that think like... If we're on the 1023 side, we're supposed to hate all the 1043 guys. I nah, I nah, came nah. from there. I do hate okay. some of them. Well, <laughs> and there's that mutual on both sides, but I got to say, sure. I mean, yeah, a lot of my boys is, is a douchebag. A lot of my boys are still over there. Yeah, me too, but D-Mac, it's like sure. Uh Scott it, and if I go back to the days, I mean, Dmac did it right. He went to the queue. So, I mean, he he did it the right way. I was a caller, you know, when this whole thing started in oh, the fantasy that's all aspect. Right. Guys like Scott Hastings Mark Schlereth, Adam Schefter, these guys helped yeah. me get yeah. to where I'm in today. So, you know, uh, there's nothing but love. Well, nothing uh, but love. We Very have good. observed that. Have we not oh, here at the podcast? Certainly. We, we provide a, a, a somewhat unique environment in that we've had uh, other pairings from uh, rival stations. And when you're, when you're in a town with three quality sports radio stations, and I'm not just blowing smoke up everybody's asses. Yes, I am. He usually does. There, I usually do. You know um, when you have three quality stations and you have this gaggle of radio personalities, all of whom, so many of whom, Les Shapiro being an obvious exception, are <laughs> extremely fucking cool. There are going to be, you know, there's going to be some mixed, some mixed relationships, possibly some mixed radio babies. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to break them down for you, and I can give you specific reasons why I like or dislike anybody on oh, air. Oh, please do. Now we're cooking with grease. So, you know, I mean, for, for Les, he's just such a phony piece of shit, and he's really been disrespectful to me over the, the, the course of my career. He's talking a lot of shit about me, and I, I really don't appreciate it whatsoever. I, Cecil, I try to be friendly to every single person I run into, try yeah. to treat everybody with respect, yeah. and for this guy to talk shit about me, and let, let me tell you something, we're the big dog on the fan, okay? Let's just be straight about it, all every, right? Everybody knows that's the case. And, I, and, I don't think and that's, and that's fine. In and, and it's fine for the little dog to come after the big dog. 
I expected. I have certainly been in little dog situations. And that's how you attack things, and you should. So I got no problems with that whatsoever. I remember Cecil when he first came on on the ticket. He was so like little dog against the big dog. I mean, he was just going after it. But I, I, I had no problems with that. Les is on a different sort of plane. I mean, this guy thinks that everybody's against him, that his own shitty attitude is but because isn't somebody that a else's self, fault. Isn't that a self-fulfilling prophecy? Don't yeah. yeah. And another thing the ticket did, I'll tell you what, what really disappointed me. Is um, they started running promos like ragging on me or yeah. something? That, that's pretty awesome, though. You you have to love that. In um, fact, I tweeted you about that. I'm like, you must enjoy that. You, you know, have to. You know, it's it, it, I actually was flattered, I guess, that I was such a target like that. But what I was disappointed was I I had some friends over there, a lot of friends over there, and I was just like, well, I'll be specific. Tim Spence, Tim Spence, the program director, man, he gave me my shot. I mean, I owe so much to Tim Spence. It just felt like, man, Tim, you you really got to take that shot, and then. And Tom Manugian, Lou from Littleton, you know, he, every time he sees me, it's, oh, D-Mac, you're great, this, that, the other thing, kissing my ass. And then to turn around and this is your marketing campaign? I mean, fuck, whatever. I mean, you think I'm, I'm that big of a target? Go ahead, fine. You think that? I think the ex- it was the ex- exact opposite, Cecil. And I had many, I, uh, Dick Lombardi reached out to me. Gary Miller reached out to me. I talked to you. There were many people over there that said, this is BS. I had nothing to do with it. I don't respect it. It's just what we're being forced to do. Well, let me tell you as a sports radio consumer how that hit me was if i didn't know who dmac is i do now and they didn't mention him because he sucks or because he's little time exactly. they mentioned him because they know a lot of people will know who the fuck they were talking about well, I, I, so congratulations you're right i shouldn't take it so personal but no, no no you you can take it personally because it is it's, it's essentially an attack on you but like colin said it is essentially they if they if they they mentioned you then they're threatened by you so the fact that they I was shocked that that, that they that they made a reference to you personally right, right. and I was like I was like that's amazing that they would actually reference someone else so it, it, it's probably flattering it's a little insulting you know it's funny it's funny you say it because it's not it's not the, the promo and whatever that is flattering it's just that I know the people behind it and I felt I was even though we're competitors I, of course I think Cecil's a friend I, I'm I've known Jojo for for more than 12 years. I definitely consider him a friend. CJ, I've had drinks with CJ and hung out with him and Al. Nate Kreckman, I have nothing but respect for. That guy works his ass off to get ready for and his show. And he is funny as he, rock he is, solid. He's very funny. So, And I've known other people that have worked over there, too, that I, I'm friends. I was friends with Patrick Watkins, for example. Uh, all sorts of people. So it's just a weird sort of moment. And then this douchebag Les Shapiro is the one guy that, you know, and there's, there's kind of this old crony crowd yeah, in yeah. Denver media. Um, it's kind of like the Les and Woody and Woody. Woody's a real he's he's a real piece of work sometimes too. <laughs> I, I ultimately have respect for Woody because he's he's done what he's done for so long. But there was a time that he came up to me in the in the Broncos press box and he was all pissed off because he, uh, it was that Friday when they made the fools of themselves on ESPN when they had the Tebow right. shit down at Jackson. They brought him out on the wagon. Yeah, so he yep. comes down and he comes to me and confronts me in the press box and said, "You called me. You." question my integrity uh why'd you this is in the press box right and i'm like woody i didn't say it no you said it i go woody i didn't say it it was chad brown that said it i went back and i listened to it i sent him the copy and woody did apologize to me by the way he's not gonna step to chad brown uh, no, no. I was like, yeah, it was Chad and I, sh- I played in the copy because I actually do have respect for guys that have been in around and have done it. Well, and uh, to, you know, it's not just a time thing, to be fair. I've read some Woody Page pieces that really hit where I was like, God damn. Well, and what's interesting to note amazing. with everything that we're talking about is like 
you never know who's listening. That's what's always really interesting to yeah. me. When I was at the Combine and I sit down, I've done John Clayton's show a lot. So I'm sitting down next to John, blah, 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 going back and forth. Jim Wyatt and I start talking from the Tennessee. And Mike Reese, who I've chatted with um, before from the Boston Globe, he was like, holy shit, I heard you on Coward. You know, it's just, it's weird how many people are listening at various times. Sure. Like, I'll say shit. And people be like, remember when you said that? And I'll usually be like, uh-huh. And I'm like, what are <laughs> they talking remember. about? I got yeah. to be honest with you, fellas. I wish Cecil was on the fan. And I'm, I, I, and, well, I, I appreciate what you said on Twitter when you said I could be on any station at, Oh, right there's now. Some, Cecil, Cecil has grown. So, and I knew you when they would bring you in for fantasy stuff on KOA. This is how far back me and Cecil. We go to, yeah. to other companies uh, that yeah. far back. <laughs> and Cecil's really, really grown from that. Um, and he's one of the most respected football guys out there. Period. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. And of course, I've been as as our, all of our listeners know. He I've showers. Been, I've been you. a lathered up. I've been a lathered up <laughs> fan of Cecil Lammy for many many years. And but it start, my fandom started at footballguys.com and downloading the Audible, the footballguys.com podcast, which Cecil does with Matt Waldman and uh, and Sigmund Bloom. And uh, coming, having come out of a podcast universe into terrestrial radio and from fantasy football to NFL insider in as little time as you have, I think it shows your dedication to your craft. But I want to ask you, how difficult is it to shake the fantasy guy tag in being taken consistently? Seriously, by your cohorts in the in the sports media. Well, nobody. This isn't a surprise for anybody. I want to be on ESPN, and I know that to do that, I'm going to have to be the talented Mr. Roto, the Mexican version. You know, and I'm <laughs> fine with that. I'm okay with that. But Rotario, I, <laughs> I prefer the NFL side more so than the fantasy side. And going and talking to the scouts, and going to these All Star games, going to the combine, going to the draft. That's what I really truly enjoy the most. I understand the vehicle that I've had to get here with is fantasy and take nothing away from that it's my bread and butter um but also i just enjoy that part of you know learning things and there's so much thing so many things we learned dmac that we can't say but i want to say this from learning by example from the guys that i mentioned and from what you said about how you just be nice to everyone years ago adam schefter told me you see that guy you see that intern over there and i was like yeah he's like you be nice to him because one day he'll right. be program director. Yeah, and, and, and what you said really resonates with me because in this business, and we'll talk about the young guys coming up, and that's fine. That's cool to see in my eyes. But you have to have that respect. You have to earn that respect. And when, when Rick Lewis calls into my show last Sunday because he said, Cecil, they won't let you call my show, so I'm going to call into yours, and he says all these great things, I mean, that – that yeah, I, I appreciate that when DMAC tweets that out, I appreciate that. You know, when Alfred calls me, he's like, "You need to call me more." I appreciate that. You know, and I think there needs to be that respect that's earned, and it comes from what you said. Just be nice. It, it's cool to be cool. That's what Sigmund Bloom always you know, and, says. And DMAC wow. pointed out this last week. Yeah, but you guys fucking hated me at some point. You guys were like down on me. Oh yeah, totally. It's yeah. True. Oh yeah, no, no question. <laughs> why? Why? Kiss us. We, we, we've called you. We've called you DMAC for years, but well, we're trying to we're trying why? to get past that. Why? Why uh, have you hold hated on, me? Hold over on. The years? I. I, I I can address that, and I and I and I think I should. I think I should. Um, we we got to take a break, though, don't we? Oh, what a tease! Oh yeah! What a tease! Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
I, I think I could address that after we take our break. Wow. So, so Scott, why don't you why don't you hit the music? It's a good story, though. It's a. Uh, I mean, you will address it, but you found your voice over the last ah, few months. Fuck you! I'm nah, the, I'm man. The same all the time. <laughs> nah, you man. The, you guys are you, the you, bad ones. Nah, you, you, <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh That's come on! No, no, I, I, ha- I have an explanation, and I'm going right. to get into it. Right. Okay, cool. we'll take a break right after this break. Yep. Cut that meat, Denver. The Broncos have landed Peyton Manning. And just like the great John Elway, 5280 Shirt Shop is Johnny on the spot with the new number 18 Cut That Meat design. Available to order today at 5280ShirtShop.com. Don't forget that James Hernandez and his family also offer dozens of other popular Denver sports designs. They're the officially licensed seller of the popular Manimal Tee, as well as, as, well as a number of other hot new nugget styles and rockies too opening day is right around the corner shop in style with 5280 shirt shop order online at 5280shirtshop.com follow them on twitter at 5280 shirt shop friend of the fans friend of the fan cast In honor of our guests, of course. Well, both of our guests. I remember G- I remember GMAC on DPI. Yeah, buddy. Before Willie B fired me. Thanks, Willie. Why did he did fire you? Him? Did you get fired over that 4x4 four four frat? No, no. God, we survived that because we had great ratings. But, um, <laughs> no, we, the ratings went bad and they blamed me. And that's a long story by a very weird steroid sort of dude, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed to talk about well, happy to, but I'd rather not even waste our time. We'll, we'll save that for another time. Sure, then. sure. Um, well, let's let's get into DMAC a little bit here, and I, and I, know, I, te- right. I know I teased this before. Um, yeah, it's true, and I thought about this as we were talking. You were talking about Les Shapiro and saying stuff about you, and I, and I, and I, thought, I thought, you know, I've said some things. Colin said some things, and I think... The, the crux of it, and you see this on Twitter, and it's it's that whole thing where people feel they can uh, say something without really knowing someone. Now, obviously, you're a personality, so you hear that you hear the personality on the airwaves. Um, I think you come across as very confident, and I think uh, someone like myself at the time probably was like, "Who's this guy? I think he is that type of thing." Right. And 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 I think that that's where a lot of my my uh, my angst stemmed from. Now, as as Scott said, you, you know, you've came into your own. You're saying you're the same person. I think you are the same person. But I think after a while, it's almost like it's almost like you have a band that you don't like when you're younger, and then later you go, you know what? That band's pretty good. And wh- what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, and Winger, man, Seventeen is a good fucking song. <laughs> Wing- Winger is exactly <laughs> what a I- weird song. <laughs> yeah, but still a good song. I was actually thinking of Winger. I was thinking how I used to not like Winger, and now I do. But no, I think it's that it's on ty- Madeline. It's not bad. I think it's that type of thing because I think when I first heard you, it was, um, it, it was. Uh, I always said, I, I always said you sounded like a, a strip club DJ. Kind of like. Didn't a strip- you hear him? And Oren, though, I mean, yeah, yeah. you and oh, Oren yeah, were yeah. together, and you and I love, yeah, love, absolutely. love, absolutely. love that guy. And, and I was, was I was, I was like Oren, and um, and I was kind of like, oh, Oren's with that guy, you know, that type of thing. No, but I think it's that that type of thing where I think you had a lot of confidence, and and it, it was one of those things where I just kind of 
I don't know if I was I was put off it. Maybe I thought, oh, why don't I have this confidence? You know, it's like that it's, a, it's that a, it, you know what I mean by that. And yeah, it, and, I, and I try not. Oh, go ahead. Why are you going to say more about why you hate me? I mean, we should do that first. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just sort of go from there. That's no, 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 no. I, I get it. I say, you know, why isn't that me? That guy's not that great. Oh, Who the hell is he? And anyways? I, and I, it's not that I want to be on the radio. Did, it's did not, you did you run into into this with other people coming from? This was my issue with you as a sports guy. You came from the FM rock station, right? But you don't. I've been been listening to you for that long, so at least give me that. But but you didn't listen to me since 1987 when I covered in college uh, Orangeman basketball, football, and lacrosse. You didn't cover. You didn't know me when I worked in Buffalo when I covered the NFL and the Buffalo Bills for six years. You didn't know me when I worked for the Buffalo Sabers for a year. No, I only knew you when you were making fart jokes between Cinderella. Even (laughs) even on BPI though, when you think about BPI, we we were very tight with the Avalanche. We we were. I've been at Broncos camp every year since I've been out here. But I get it. I mean, I, I understand. You think that you know, you're know you one sort of piece of the puzzle. Fortunately, there's other people that sort of knew more about me than that. So I, I get it. I no, get it. I understand. You're, you're, I understand. A, you're a strong personality, and strong personalities will rub people the wrong way and at, at first. And then once they get to know them... Uh, well, you know what? You, let me just say one thing. I'm glad I pissed you off. Sure. Because you have emotion. Because <laughs> I know if I piss you off, you'll come back to find out why you hate me. The worst thing I can do is just bo- like Tim. It, it, well, that's for, I'll take it. Sure, I will take it. I will take people who hate me as much as people who love me. What I cannot take is 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 I can't bore people. And it, you cannot come across as a wuss. You better come with it. You better have a strong opinion. But the thing that I think, you know, okay, Jim Rome. Let me let me tell. Let me, wow. let, 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 let me tell you when I want to tell you about my horse. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you when NASCAR sucks. Oh wait a second, I like it. Now. Let me let me tell you. When you sold me, though, man, right. your, your tweets at the Super Bowl, that's when I, I was like, oh, my God, this DMAC is the fucking best follow on all of Twitter. And then weeks later came the Parrish Cox trial. Thank you. And, and you were reporting things I couldn't read in the Denver Post. Right. I couldn't hear on the radio right, until right. you came on later that afternoon. Right. And, of course, I could not wait until your show came on. Underneath, right on. Un- maybe underneath the bravado, it. underneath maybe some of the... Uh, some of the outward stuff we have maybe decided and discovered that you know what you're talking about. You have some good information. You're you're in, and what it comes down to in Twitter, and you guys know this from Twitter, is that it's just a person, you know. And you're like you're like people like you know they 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 throw so much hate out there, and you kind of it's like hey, you know, at, when it's all said and done, it's just a person. By the way, by the way, you you feel free to to shit all over me next week when I'm not here. Oh, I will. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. you, you no, I'm gonna do it. I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it once we get out of here tonight on Twitter. So. <laughs> speaking of Twitter, speaking of Twitter, and all of these things we've been talking about, I, I want to mention somebody in a tweet I read this week that that put me a little off kilter. I have to be honest. Okay, your friend. Friend and mine, Benjamin Hockman, yeah, yeah. from the Denver Post. Hooch. We both know is 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 you know we were well he when he was on our show we were very careful we wanted to avoid any controversial subject. He's been here twice and he, we and we did a clean show both did, times. Yes, exactly. Why and, why were you being so careful with Benjamin? Well, he, he said well, for one thing he, he wants to be able to retweet it. Yeah, he, he wanted to be able to promote oh, it, and he right. said yeah. if it was too dirty he couldn't do it. I want to okay. read you a tweet. Okay. I want to I want to read you a tweet of his from this week, and, and I want to comment a little bit on it. He said, this is, a, this is the direct quote. I, I cut and paste it. Ha, ha, ha. Mozgov make big dunk. And the P.I. guy said, Drago must break you. Well, now, in this 
in it's kind this, of funny. It is funny. I don't question what that. What I do, do question this? is, how come it's not okay for people to make Twitter jokes about Jeremy Lin, oh. and it wouldn't be okay to make a racist joke about a black player, or if he had pointed out that Mozgov was a Jewish player, he uh-huh. certainly wouldn't have done that. Sure. So why is it okay because Mozgov's Russian? Where are we going to draw the line in, our, in these cultural sensitivity wars well, that constantly bite me in the ass a- on Twitter? As Americans, we've all grown up. Yeah. We've all grown up to hate the Russians, We're supposed right? to crap uh, at yeah, Russians. 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 Red Dawn. Yeah, it starts with um, Red Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Red Dawn. Um, uh, mir- all- miracle, the, the, that made-up story about that hockey game. Did you go Rocky 3 right. or 4? <laughs> what was the what was the one the Rocky Hollywood. So I mean yeah, we we we've we've grown to hate Russians it's now. It's okay to hate Russians. Yeah, sure, Still. it's fine. Yeah. But you know, we don't want to hate the Chinese cuz we exploited them to build our railroads. So And our iPads. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. So so I, I can they, see where that's if coming. If they weren't from. jumping off buildings because they were building uh phones for you and I, then then we would have every right to hate them. Well, but back to Dmax's point about Underneath the bravado, yeah. from my witnessing you, you know, yes. from coming in as a caller and yes, not yes, knowing yes. anything about anything, yes. uh, to this point now, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. underneath the bravado is also work. That's so true. Again, exactly. When, when, because the question you get all the time, and I get it all the time. Oh, we just assume you guys do, sit down in a, in a big old how chair. How do I do no. what Fire you up do? The microphone. How do I get? How do I do that? And the only thing I tell people is what. Keep grinding. You say keep grinding. Keep grinding. That's no, what you've told. That's work. That's what you've told our mutual friend Dario, and and uh, I, you know, I think he's following your advice. A lot of people aren't willing to to really sacrifice. You know, it's okay to my advantage when I was a teenager. I, I wanted to be in media. I, I mean, I knew enough that I wanted to go to Syracuse, that I, I wanted to intern, work for free, that I, I did all that stuff. And the reason you get into the radio, the music end of things, it's very hard to get into talk radio, for example, at a young age, because who, who are you? You know nothing. And at Syracuse, it's a very unique opportunity because there's a lot of hands-on opportunities, not only in the yeah, college, not only in the college, but in a very fine joke. I know him. It's <laughs> easy there. Uh, not, only, not only there, but in the, in the market itself, because it's, uh, it's market 75. It's a place that you can get in their work. I see these interns in Denver. Denver's a pretty big market. We're, we're, we're what, 18, 16, 17, we're, 18? We're, we're something like that. It's just, you're just not, for most for the most part, you're not going to go from an internship, for example, at The Fan, and have a talk show. It, it's just not going to happen. And that's disheartening for some young people who get out of OCB or wherever, and then be like, okay, now I've arrived, and where's my show? Yeah, but I and always ask realize, them, I, like, the, the biggest question I always ask people that want to get in the media, are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? Okay, just answer that question on your own. Because if the answer is yes, then you might be fucked a little bit. Because what if that job opens up in South Dakota or State College, Pennsylvania, or nowhere California? Are you packing up and moving right now? And the answer for most people is no. And the unfortunate part, we live in a great place, okay? I've, I, you know, I was in Buffalo for six years. I was in Syracuse for six years. You know, I, I was in D.C., which was cool for, for a little bit. But, you know... Are you willing to do that? Well, look at our friend and former podcast guest, Lauren Gardner. I'm sure you've met Lauren. I'm sure you have, too. Yes. She, yeah, beautiful. She is, she is absolutely stunning, and she's working her fucking tail off, and she's in a different city Where every time I see her. Right now, she's with MTV Networks, covering the oh, lingerie wow. football league. Oh, good for her. She, she'll go wherever the jobs are. Yeah, most people don't do that, though. You know, most people just get too satisfied, and, and they, they want it too instant. They want it. So to see, I do work my ass off, okay? I'll tell you that. I'm at every Broncos practice. I'm there 
every camp. No, you're sitting not here dicking around sitting, either. Because you're sitting here right now. And, and let's be honest, at training camp, and you know how serious I take it. I'm always standing at the front taking notes. A lot of with people a, out there t- to glad hand or to yeah, you know, slap each that. other on the ass. I'm there to watch fucking practice. I am too. Like I'll talk to you. I'll talk to Sandy, of course. And you know, if we're talking about football, but when people are out there making jokes, it's like you get this special access. You get to watch this, and you're gonna fuck around talking about dick jokes. Right. Like I'm here to watch football, and you're. You I'm feel the, the same way, way. and I take. Uh, I, t- I take as much notes as I can because I can't play in the NFL. Never could, obviously. What? But, you weren't a linebacker? But, but, <laughs> but, but I can with the credential I get. And by the way, the Broncos PR staff, hands down, as far as I'm concerned, the best PR best staff in the league. In, in the league? Okay, well, I'll take your word for it. Best in Denver, for sure, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the, the, I think they're great, and I'm able to get access and, and really study things. And then talk to the guys and talk to the coaches, and you learn stuff. But here's the trick. You've got to be there all the time. You, you don't learn anything by just going out there once sure. or twice. You've got to see a repeated uh, form of, of, of behavior by everybody. And sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Sometimes you don't even talk to the guys. You just sort of got to be there. And it amazes me how few people that do what we do are actually there. It is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. We had, I remember we were talking about certain people that were saying things on the radio, and, and, and Reno told us that, oh, they're not there. They're not there. They don't, they don't show up there. And I was like, well, how do they know? It's like, well, they don't. They're just shooting their mouth off. And that, that's a lot of times people don't go. I mean, to see that, like, for example, Drew Soysher on 9 News, that is, it's just ridiculous. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and, you know, Rod Mackey, who, who works hard, and I really respect Susie, Vic and Gary, those guys are out there, okay? Yeah. They, they know what's going on and Lionel like I love Lionel okay I'm, I'm buddies with Lionel Lionel's never there and it's just like I guess you just don't care uh, Fox 31 always had Josina you can say whatever you want about Josina but she works her tail off and I'm proud of her I'm glad she's gotten where she's got and a lot of guys there from Fox 31 uh, work work hard at it so the, the, it's noticed everybody well, knows. and it goes back to the old adage that I always toss out there and I'm sure you've heard me say it what you think about you bring about you talked about self-fulfilling prophecy earlier like if if you want it, you'll go get it, and nothing will prevent you from going to get it. But you can't complain about the hours or the location or anything, you know, or working for free. When I started as a caller and then as a guest, I didn't get any money at KOA. They didn't pay me. They'd give me some some trade once in a while, and I was happy to take it. I was just happy to be on there and talk football and meet Dave Logan, and then Scott Hastings and I are going out drinking, and me and Al are getting in some crazy golf stories or whatever. You know, That's what it was all about. That was my internship. But I will tell you guys, I really respect what you guys are doing. Um, I tell this people all people all the time, don't wait for somebody to tell you to do, just do it. Do it. You, sure. you you think of it, just do it. And, and and I tell you what, there's no reason you couldn't try to get credentials for things. I, I respect the work that you guys do as, as much as anybody else. What's well, the difference? I, and I was lucky enough, uh, 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 Reno Notaro got me credentialed for CSU basketball. That was awesome. Make the most. That of was it. absolutely awesome. Be- become I, an I, expert on CSU basketball, right? And now, I, now I know the people in the PR department there. I can drop them an email. I can get access to to those games. And that is a as a as a bloggist, the the term that uh, Scott and I ter- coined is a thrill to be recognized because most of the teams in Denver won't recognize you as a bloggist. I don't. I don't know why. And, and the only thing you have to do, and all on, I'm being serious here. Just present yourself professionally, okay? They'll just be turned off if you show up and you got 
crappy clothes on or I don't know, your hair's all just look just you don't have to wear a suit. Just sort of look professional. And treat people with respect. Um and, and people that listen to this know I've got some buddies over at the Orange Main, who's a Broncos blog. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with it. They got training camp access a couple of years ago. Mile High Report has given that sometimes. Someone put a picture of Bolin on their front page with some derogatory There you caption. go. The <laughs> end. Next day, boom, they That's got it. bounced. And, and that really hurt them in the eyes of the Broncos. Like, just present yourself professionally, look good, act professionally, and doors well, will be open the, the, the quandary that we run into is not only on the podcast, but in the blog, we're a little bit more free form, and we're coming at it largely from a comedic angle. Like, I just this week, I wrote a letter from John Elway to Tim Tebow. It's funny as shit. You guys should read it. But <laughs> if the Broncos ever got their hands on that, that would be the end. All right, well, then whatever. You can look at it from the outside. Like, sure. training camp is open. Anybody can go to training Fans camp. Fans almost get better access than we do. I we used get to, a stand- I, well, here's spot. what I used to do. I used to go sit with the fans, and because they do have better access, and I would see things that uh, everybody else wouldn't see, but they caught on to me, and, and they asked me to, because you're not allowed to write anything down, so I'm actually literally like under a tree, like writing stuff down, and then I was like, all right, you know what, I can't really afford, because of the fan, to get in trouble with the Broncos, so I've, I've capitulated to that, but there's nothing that stops you guys from from doing that, nah, and- but that's that's the thing that always worries me because I I want to be funny and I want to be able to make fart jokes. We stopped using the f word for the most part on the blog, not on the podcast, but on the blog because that's something that's, that's something that's frozen in time. <laughs> oh, that's true, you haven't. And uh, and we we try we're trying to take it a little bit easier from those respects because we want to be more and more. I'm you know I put it uh, when I interviewed you the other day. I, I wrote a piece. I, I spent six hours writing that. Yeah, piece. it was very well done. Thank you. I was I- actually I was kind of blown away by that to be honest with you because I thought it was just going to be. Shitty! It was actually really kind of impressive. <laughs> you know, it was See, like, he's getting you it, back for all it, the bad it, things it, you it said read, about it him. Read like a real, like a real column. Yeah, anyways, whatever. We're all born. Well, we're kissing no, no, everybody's no, no, ass. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do a little juggle of a Raider fan. We got juggle of a Raider fan, and I got a tweet of the week too. But you know, but just just to put a bow on it, I think you know. People don't see, Cecil, what you said. People don't see that people work hard. They just go, I don't like that guy, so I'm going to talk shit about him. And they don't really just and see we him were as guilty, a person. And we were guilty of Certainly, that. Certainly. But, but you see, know, why, didn't, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you send me an email? Why didn't you text me? You know, I'm the only, as far as I know, the only person in Denver media who gives out his cell phone number on, on the, the radio. Air, on the because, air. I've got very good listen, relationships D-Mac, because of to, that. To be honest, what most people do is they will say something and they will, they will never be able to back it up. Because if you said, well, why do you hate me? Then I would have been like, I, well, I, I don't like the way you talk. Whatever, you know. And the, the people can't back it up. When we had Nate Kreckman in here, he was talking about people. I had people, people really get on me. They really hate me. And I'm like, Nate Kreckman's a nice guy. I can't understand it. It's like if you just see him as a person, it's like, well, you know what? They're just working. They're just doing their thing. They're just trying to. They're just trying to do their thing like everyone else is in a different way that somebody thinks they can do better. Yeah. And it, and it comes out negative. And I think if if once people are confronted with it. They can never back it up. Yeah, so that's before, the thing. Before you hate somebody, meet Les Shapiro. Exactly. No, 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 no seriously. And you know what? And you know what? I know, I know, I know people who know Les Shapiro, and and they say, oh, he's a super nice guy. And maybe away from the sports arena, uh, maybe, maybe he is. He is. Maybe. I don't know. I don't but know. hey, in, in Cecil's defense, Cecil is a nice guy, and you, and you know he's nice, and and he's got great information. So uh, I'm sure people hate you too in some respect. No, maybe not as much as Cecil. D-Mac. No, no Cecil, way. No, this guy is enemy proof, and it's no unfucking believable. Look at him. Teflon. Look at him. Teflon. <laughs> no, no. I, you, you get plenty of Twitter hate. In fact. 
fact, the NPR spot I did this morning, someone's like uh, tweeted me, "Oh, I didn't think you were a lefty wing nut," and I was like. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck NPR is. Why the hell? I, I did a spot. You know, I did a spot at 430 you, you, in the You were talking about uh, Marx and, I said, and I Lenin. in the country on a ranch. Like, how would I be some flaming liberal? <laughs> That's awesome. And I said, you should put your jump to conclusion, Matt, away. Nice. <laughs> Play on words. Yeah. Very good. Sweet. That's well, listen, we got a Juggalo Raider fan. I'm sure we, we're getting well Have you ever heard of Juggalo Raider? Do you know Raider what a Juggalo no. is? You know yeah, I do, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> okay, good, good. Who's, who's the Juggalo fan here? No, no, no. no. no, we, no we're no going to present no, no, no. an instant. You know, no, I, no, no. I worked with a Juggalo. for A Juggalo fired me, so... Oh. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. oh God, Extra really? insult there. Right, right. A Juggalo had a job. Oh, my God. That's wow. shocking. So, well, we play a little game here in the fan cast right. called Juggalo or Raiders fan. Okay. We're okay. just going to describe somebody we encountered in everyday life, and you're going to decide, was this a Juggalo or was it a Raiders right, fan? Because if you know what a Juggalo is, they're in- indistinguishable between a Raider fan. Well, I was going to say, what's the difference between the a Juggalo? That's the point. You oh, get it. Point. Can I say a quote before we start, though? Yeah. Magnets. How the fuck do they work? <laughs> Exactly. I'm ready to come back hard on this because I lost I got all three, you fuckers ass. All four of you. know, I listen. Dario doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't He doesn't know a, a juggalo. I'm pretty sure Adam K is a juggalo. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. So. I think the magnet part's coming up, isn't it? Scientists fucking hate science. Fucking rainbows. Fucking the rainbows. rainbows. There's enough miracles. Get a bowl of your brains. Who's got it? Do you have it? You have it. Scott's, oh, Scott's I, got, got it. Got it. Oh, and this is a good one, guys. Okay, good. Okay, let's you, do it. You guys ready for this one? Uh, this is going to be a little bit twist on the game. Oh, okay. It's not just Juggalo or Raiders fan. It's Juggalo, Raiders fan, or both. Oh. Oh, oh man. I know. The holy grail. <laughs> it could be. The... It's like the jackalope. With it's, the like the jackal- shri- it's like the Shroud of Turin. Everybody's looking for one. Okay. Well, I mean, doesn't, the, doesn't this preclude that it's actually both, that you now have included the, the third option? Not necessarily. Right. Okay. Yeah, Not necessarily. Guess. Not necessarily. Well, we'll see. I have video proof, by the way. Yeah, okay. And that's a new rule that we have. We have to have video and picture proof now. <laughs> and it's here on my phone. Good luck oh, with that. And I was so excited. Okay, here, here's the situation. I'm driving down Hampton. Uh, it's right. always Inglewood, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's always, always Inglewood. <laughs> Inglewood. And, and I, I see a, uh, I think it's a, right around a 1998 Toyota 4Runner. It could be a lesbian. It, it's, it's a purplish kind of blue color, okay? So it's, it's, it's an older car. I can see that there's two women in the car. That's, that, car? that's all I can it's see. It's a 4Runner. It has two women two in it. Women. Okay, go on. So I tail this thing, much like DMAC was tailing yeah, airplanes did. the nice. other uh, last week. <laughs> So I'm tailing this thing, and, I, and they, they pull into Walmart. All right? Walmart. They pull into Walmart. I park my car there. They, Always low prices, that place. It, it is. Uh, so they go in, they come out, and, and this is, and I'm actually looking at pictures of them right now. Now, there was two logos on this car. Okay. Two logos okay one was big now are we talking rear window or like on the side of the driver's side door one is on the side on the side of the car on the on the metal or on the glass on the glass because that's a whole different level of commitment when you go to the metal it's on the glass okay and it's the bigger one and it's on the left back side okay there's another logo back right side but on the metallic part. So we got the glass, we got the metallic part. And then part. on the bumper itself. Yes, right there. Okay. So now these two women, once I, I find them coming out, uh, they're, they're both kind of hefty. 
Shocking. Yeah. I Did know. it look like this is important? Did it look like they were together? Were they into each other? No. In fact, uh, they they were young. I would say they were probably about twenty two, twenty one years old. Young. Uh, one was wearing uh, tan capri pants with a cut off shirt, and in her arms she's carrying a newborn baby. Oh, of course, mm. newborn baby. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other one was 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 taller, heftier, wearing black sweatpants. In a black shirt, both of them had the hairstyle of. Uh, let's say they have curly hair, and it's just kind of. Did they, they the get the restraining order then like, or later on? You? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Talk to me. I, wait a minute. I, Talk to me about the stains I, I, on these sweatpants. I, I did feel a little dirty uh, d- doing this, but Where are the sweatpants for the sake of the podcast. So I hear, uh, you, I hear you. Uh, Okay, so uh, so and then the uh, so obviously one of them is a looks like a single mom. She put the baby in the back, newborn. Uh, they get up and they leave. Do you guys need any more information no. No. Uh, on this one? So there's th- two, so. two logos on here. No, I, I, uh, one, I, I'm one ready. Is, oh, one I'm, is, I'm, I'm fully ready. I know exactly ready. what this giant, is. Yeah. One's just a giant one, yeah. and one's a smaller one. I know exactly what and, this and is. And just a little bit more info. The logos were two different colors. Yep. Okay. Let, let's let our Rainbow guests, color. Let's let our guests go first. <laughs> we always let our guests go first. So is first. it Juggalo, Raiders fan, or both? Or both. Well, I'm... I'm t- I, I think it's both. Mm. I think it's both because of the double logo, and um, yeah, I'm going to go both. I, I don't have D- any other explanation. D-Max so going both. both. Cecil? Cecil? What's more killer than two ICP logos? That's right. Bro. It's like, a juggalo, like, and yeah. he tried to throw us off with the black and black, thinking it's black and yeah, silver yeah. and black, yeah. and he's wrong, mm-hmm. and he had the Freudian slip of saying Giants logo, so maybe there's something behind that there. Oh. This is an ICP fan. Uh, this is a juggalo. I'll just I'll, I'll bring that back. It, it, it wasn't a giant. It was big. Big, okay. I mean, big, not, big not like New York. Colin, guys. what do you got? Okay, well, okay, there are a couple of factors at play here. And first of all, Walmart rules out neither. I mean, clearly, because I, there's no oh, larger yeah, yeah. population of either type of They're all there welcome to Walmart. Walmart. I mean, they all enjoy low prices just like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> but you've got, okay, it's, a, it's about a, a little more than a 10-year-old vehicle, which uh, really, gosh, that doesn't really help either. Um, they're both, they had Dark hair, so oh, spit be, it out! God damn it! Component there. Uh, the newborn baby. Uh, the newborn baby definitely uh, steers me in the. If it were two women of that age who were both into the Raiders, they'd be lesbians. So therefore, I am definitely going Juggalo. Full Juggalo. Full Juggalo. I've seen a lot of cars, and uh, when you see a Juggalo sticker, they do the side and they do the back. I'm going full Juggalo. Okay. Okay, so we have three full jug- juggalettes. A juggalettes. And one and, both. And we've got a both. And I'm going to just play my, my, uh, my play-by-play as I'm watching the cars, okay? <laughs> I have no idea how this is going to turn yeah, out, you actually. Can just, you can just wrap it up if you need to. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's okay, good. Okay, so, Here we go. as you can see, or maybe you can't yet, we have ourselves a hatchet man. Hatchet okay, hatchet. Oh, another hatchet right there. Oh, oh no. The two double hatchet. That, that's how they do it. They they do. One's they, not enough. They do the back and the side. They, yeah, one is not enough. Always. So. How, how great of an invention is the iPhone? Oh, that's unbelievable! Right. That is awesome for, for just this reason. Too now bad that, Steve Jobs is dead. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, no, good stuff. Well, listen, we, listen. We totally appreciate you guys coming in, and we'll get you out of here. Um, 
crazy week. It it, it uh, was was probably great for your careers. I mean, you, for your jobs, you guys you guys had a lot to do. You had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, it, it's only going to get better, right? You have just plenty to look forward to, right? Yeah, but I'm going to miss Tim Tebow. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss. He was the gift that kept on giving, and. Um, I'm gonna miss him. Well, it's a, not that it won't be exciting. It's shocking that Peyton Manning is actually with the Broncos, uh, but best of luck, Tim Tebow. Well, and he's a guy that's difficult to hate. I mean, he's just sure. the nicest Impossible. guy ever. Impossible to hate unless you're a complete douchebag. So yeah, I, I too will miss Timmy. And guess who hates um, Tim Tebow? Les Les Shapiro. Can I give you a little story about that? Really, really quick. So the O'Reilly Factor gave me a call uh, not too long ago during the end of the football season, and they said we're doing a piece about religion in the NFL and Tim Tebow. I go, okay, fine. And they go, yeah, we got Len Berman to talk about how the religion is no big deal in the Broncos locker room. We need somebody to talk about how divisive it is in the Broncos locker room. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh man, I just I can't. Can't do that because it's just not true. It's not an issue. It's it's it, you, there's a lot of religious guys in there, and Tebow does not wear it as, as much as you hear the Lord and Savior stuff in, in front of big media. It's just not a big factor. He's just a messy kid with a locker. It just does not. Brian Dawkins has a literal like shrine. He has like crosses and stuff in one of his two lockers that he has. Tebow, you wouldn't even know. Brady Quinn is just as religious as Tim Tebow. That sort of thing in the locker room. So I go, I can't do it because I'd be lying. I just guys go. Oh, yeah, we're having a hard time. I wasn't the first choice. We're having a hard time finding people. And so I go on the air and I say, hey, you're never going to guess what Fox News is trying to do, X, Y, and Z. A caller says, Les Shapiro is oh. doing that show. Oh. And I go, you got to be kidding me. And first of all, Les is barely there. He's there sometimes, but not that much. So he was going to agree to basically just lie to get on uh, with, uh, uh, what's his face? Bill, uh, O'Reilly. Bill, Bill O'Reilly. And I just, uh, my respect for him went down the toilet. Now, what happened was, for whatever reason, uh, they did the segment, but they did not invite Les on. I, I don't know why. They used some female lawyer. Yeah, but I know that they, they did approach him. He did agree to do it from several people that I heard. And I just couldn't believe that somebody would be willing to just lie about something like that just to further themselves. I mean, it was... I thought it was despicable, and the only thing I could think is this guy really just must hate Tebow. He's a big Kyle Orton guy, too, by the way. He's sure. a big kiss-ass to Kyle Orton. Well, Which, I think Les Shapiro will just kiss all over whoever he has to kiss on in order to promote his That's cause. a verb on this show. Dude. Is, is that a Mark Kisler sort yeah, of yeah. Yeah. To kiss, we, we, yeah. we, hate, we hate Mark Kisler? No, 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 we, we love him. Again, oh, we again, love him. I like Mark, too. Wait, hold on. Another, another person who had, had, we, got, had, had we, gotten a rough treatment in yeah. the past but yeah, has yeah. earned respect, much like yourself. They, yeah, Mark's they, a cool guy. Yeah, has now earned, earned respect because, again, you get to know somebody and you go, you know what? Well, and he about. is one who can take it as well as he can yeah, give it. I agree. And that sure. Pete Prisco is the same way. I love to draw to get into Pete Prisco of CBS Sports. I love to get into his grill, and he gets right back into mine. And there's definitely a mutual respect there. Even if the only relationship you have with a guy is jab jab and jab jab back. You you still have some respect for him because he's willing to take your shit. Like you said, never block. No, not block. Not block. Why would you ever block somebody on Twitter? I mean, it's a personal thing, and if they, they really bug you, but you probably should just grow thicker skin. 
You know, that, that, sure. especially if you're in the media. Like, I had this one, one girl, uh, today tweet me and she was all upset about Tim Tebow. So I retweeted. One of the things I find interesting is just retweeting interesting comments. So if somebody is following my timeline, they could get a variety of information and different perspectives. Certainly. So I retweeted her, but some people, like, you know, that was a bad thing about Twitter. They reached out to her and she wasn't ready for it. And uh, she, she got, they started killing her. Uh, and she actually reached out to me and says, can you, can you delete the tweet? Well, I didn't realize you can't delete a retweet. No. Did you know that? No, I did not I know, didn't know that. that. You can do I, your I didn't, own. I, right, you can do your own, but you yeah. cannot delete a retweet. So I actually Even if you comment bad. on the retweet like you do with the quotes? Ooh, I, but I didn't. I just retweeted oh, it. I didn't okay, comment. straight up retweet. That wasn't a quote tweet. It was just you use tweet deck. No, I, wonder if she, I do uh, not use tweet deck. I just use an iPhone. So anyways. I whatever. wonder if she deletes her tweet, if that in turn oh, deletes I wonder. your retweet. I w- yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe if a tree maybe. drops in the forest. This is almost like a a, a space time continuum <laughs> question. I think we should we should do on another show. Speaking of speaking of the, the last okay. thing I want to bring up, have you guys done? Have you guys searched Twitter under at John Elway this week? And looked at the things people are saying. You know, I haven't done that. Tell me it, about it. It is amazing. I, I've got just a few comments here that I uh, cut and pasted. Are, are these things that John could potentially read? He I mean, has at reply to Vic, yeah, Vic Lombardi he, told me he he doesn't. Uh, he said he does not read that anymore. He learned his lesson awful quick. It, it must be tough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, Peyton, Mount, Peyton Manning Bounty Fund. Is a hashtag that's going around. I mean, like in the wake of the in the wake of the uh, the whole scandal with the Saints and everything else, just totally tasteless. I fucking hate you. Screw you. Fuck Manning. Fuck you, John. You screwed our captain. Manning is crippled for life. At John Elway, I hate you. John Elway, you suck. There is nothing like a man's word, and you took it back. You're a coward. Sucks that John Elway is a dumbass. You were great. Sorry to say, no longer, in my humble opinion, think you've done a big disservice to the Broncos, Denver, and Colorado. Fuck you, John Elway. Uh, I can't believe that you're going to get this Manning and throw Tebow out from today. I'm shopping for a new team. I will follow Tebow wherever he goes. Oh, yeah, of course you will. If you trade Tim Tebow, you'll lose slot of fans. Kind of a misspelling oh, yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be the, the laughing stock of the NFL. Fuck you, John. Um, I didn't like you way back then, and you've confirmed my impression. I've lost all respect. You're a scared little prick, and you are nothing but a liar, <laughs> a fake, a fraud, and wow. a total jerk. I have absolutely no respect for you. This goes on. For thousands and thousands and thousands of tweets, there oh, is a sickness. Amazing. Even that's there amazing. is a sickness in this town. Well, even Browns oh, fans read that and they're like, "God damn, give the guy a break!" Yeah, yeah, they, we hate him shocking. for what he did to Cleveland, but my god, you know what I gotta say? Um, I, I think John just pulled off the Holy biggest shit. move as an NFL executive in free agency in the was it you who said NFL? on the radio that's today awesome. that was the helicopter play of management? Don't you think? Oh, I mean, it's something amazing. he'll be remembered for. Forever, no matter what. And this happened in right. his second year as an executive. I mean, this is... And, and by the way, he was the reason this happened. If he's not in place, Peyton Manning is not here with the Broncos. Certainly. Oh, you don't Period. think he's going to come play for Josh McDaniels? No way. <laughs> not in a million years. Not in a million years. The, you know, and it's amazing. I know Manning sat out this season, but it's like, did everyone forget who he was? Did they forget who the guy was? I, I don't understand Well, that. I think there's some real, unfortunately, sad souls here who are, are overly devoted probably to Tim Tebow. Well, and- I, I was just telling the, I was telling somebody just today. I saw a woman 
on Twitter who twit picked a photograph of herself in her Tebow Steelers jersey. Uh. And shit you not. She ordered it from NFLshop.com, had it custom made. It was a Steelers Tebow jersey. And I think that just so it just goes to show you. I mean, he's got he's got groups of fans who wish he played in their city. Well, maybe he can play for all teams. Maybe he can just travel around and, and uh, throw a couple passes into the ground for, maybe for all ev- other maybe teams. Maybe each of the 32 teams should be forced to start him at least once a season. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice thing. Listen, let's get you guys out of here. We, we've we've kept you enough. We appreciate your time. It's awesome that you've come in. It's been fun. It's strange I, that you locked the door. When that, we well, that is kind well of that's, that's, that's the that's uh, a new that's, thing. That's, that's, a new a, thing. A, that's the fifth quarter. I don't it know really, if you knew about that. That's a new it thing. It really creeped out Lauren Gardner. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, she didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, she didn't like that one bit, so. <laughs> but uh, no, this is good stuff, and you know what? And uh, t- tell them your Twitter handles real quick so people can can follow you at dmac d m a c one zero four three at Cecil Lammy, and uh, and you probably know you already know where these guys are. They're they're famous. Well, they, everybody knows where dmac exactly. is. He's on the drive. He's drive time. Exactly. But Cecil, you can catch on Sunday mornings on uh, one zero two three ESPN. How right in the world is Cecil Cecil not on? Monday through because Friday. somebody has his head so how, fucking how, far listen, up his car every, dealing every, ass. Listen, every time we've talked about this, Cecil's been oddly silent. I know he doesn't want to get too into all it. Right, but, I don't, but, blame, no, I don't but we, blame But we all love Cecil, and we agree with you. Okay. He, he, he should be on well, 24 hours. Radio side, radio side, don't forget to download the Audible, the yes. footballguys.com podcast, available at iTunes and at footballguys.com. And for heaven's sakes, next fantasy season, subscribe to footballguys.com. Excellent. Great stuff. DMAC, thank you for coming. It was a pleasure to have you. No problem. Thanks for the weed. S- see, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah Weed Sweet Tea, by the way. Cecil, as always, it, you're, you're a delight. It's great to have you on here. We always appreciate your time. Thanks, thanks for coming and seeing us once again. Thank so, you, guys. This was a great show, guys. I, I don't know how we're going to top it. We might just Never. have to Mic drop. Yeah, we might. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. That's so it. until next time, adios. We love you, Denver!